Well, enough tech talk. Let's, let's do something stupid. <laughs> I think like we haven't already been. It, so. If we didn't already have a name for the podcast, that would be it. Let's do something stupid. Something let's do stupid. I, I think we can shorten that to just something stupid. Uh, something know, stupid like, with four guys. I like let's do something stupid. Hey y'all, watch this. Great. <laughs> now, like now we have to rebrand as like a John Boy and Billy clone. And I, no. I don't want. Uh, no, thank know. you. No. Can we, can we do? Can we do something else? Anything else? <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. We could be like a Duck Dynasty clone. I, how would that even? No. Can we do no. anything else? Like say mutual suicide, <laughs> right? Mutual masturbation slash suicide. Okay, yeah. suicide act. Uh, but John, I need you to kill me, and then I'll kill you. Okay, that's fine. Because I I can't kill myself. I'm squeamish. Right. <laughs> I get and the... it's a sin to kill yourself. But you can kill other people. How are you not squeamish about that? Oh, magic, unicorns, okay. ponies. Well, it's killing true. Charlie is somewhat more um, complicated than us mere mortals. Hey, I'm. I I put my pants on one leg at a time, like I assume everybody else does. You get out of the sarcophagus one leg at a time, just like everyone else. And not because I'm undead. Uh, the sarcophagus is just... It's its its like sense, sense deprivation. It, it's, it's just nice. It helps me relax. I'm glad we're recording. You should try it. John, but I'm not undead. Eric. Hit it. Okay. Hit it! Take me to the bridge! Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that has more money than sense, even though we're all broke as hell. Woo! Yep. Uh, I'm John, the Hank of the podcast. Uh, I'm joined by resident Peggy Chad. (laughs) I. I don't. Even want to know why? <laughs> because it's random. No, oh, it's not. Because it would lead to this reaction. No, there's always a logic to this. I'm just afraid of what. And I'm, 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 I'm just wanting to know by his logic what Dylan is now. Um, well, yeah, we'll we'll hear. Charlie, Charlie is our resident uh, Luann. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I get to marry Tom Petty? Because yeah. I, I might go. I could use the money. You I'm get to marry Tom Petty. Petty and die of a drug overdose tragically right after the oh, show's over. I think that that. So you better hope we don't get. You, you better hope we uh, we keep doing this show for a while longer. <laughs> the podcast better not get canceled. <laughs> Damn straight. And uh, Dylan, our Bobby. I I thought I was gonna be Bill. You know, uh, here's no. here's the thing. I was gonna do like Hank and Dale and Bill and Boomhauer and like. You know, my brain said, "No, let's let's do the immediate family." That's that's yeah. I'm I'm not really surprised that I I was Bobby. I uh, because you're not right. I, I I don't even that that depends on what you mean by right. Um, 
always slightly right. like slightly out of step with everything else. It might Boy, be a social disorder. It right. might not. At least you're not Joseph. Joseph's kind That's, of a creeper. He is, but also you you he's he's got a very sad situation where because he will always make the comment about like how he's Dale, you know, something about being like his dad or something like that. You know, like no, that's that's the running joke. You're not like that's that's actually kind of kind of disturbing if you think about it. Well, anyway, um, how's everybody's week been? It's been a week. It's uh, definitely been a week. Good, good, mm. good. Um, get into a oh. little bit of news this week. Um, we've known about you know. Sony's plans to do a PlayStation streaming service for a while, and at CES this week, uh, they dropped a few details, including a proper name for the service. It's going to be called PlayStation Now. Um, it's supposed to be coming out sometime in the summer of this year. Um, it's going to initially support PS3, PS4, and Vita, uh, streaming PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. And then eventually, this is kind of the more interesting part, um, they'll be rolling out the service to um, non-gaming platforms, um, hmm. uh, tablets, smartphones, uh, smart TVs. Uh, I, you would imagine that most of that stuff would be Sony products first, but they have intimated that it will be for non-Sony products at some point in the future as well. So, interesting um, details on all of that. Um, one thing they did comment on was that you wouldn't be able to you, you would have to use a DualShock 3 or maybe 4, uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work, uh, with non-console devices because, mm. you know, those games were developed for, you know, that type of controller. So it'll be interesting to see how the finer points uh, work out. Well, I think if if it does turn out to go to mobile devices and things like that, depending on what they choose, like that that is actually brilliant. That is actually stepping outside the, you know, we have to protect our console sales sort of attitude that, I mean, like, the type of thing you would get with Nintendo. Right. Like, Nintendo and, would never do that. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is that it's kind of, you can get the service pretty much anywhere you want it. You want it on, you know, yeah. whatever your major gaming, you know, console platform is, you know, whether it's PS3 or Vita or PS4, you can do that. But if you're out somewhere... Um, you can still do it on a smartphone or tablet, although hooking a controller up to one of those devices always seems a little suspect to me. But, um, but I'm sure there's Bluetooth, an It's going to get better as time goes on. It, even with Bluetooth, it's a little squirrely right now, generally. Mm. But it's going to get better. Yeah. Um, if I were to say anything about it, I'd say it's... I like the move, but it's a little curious because um, I think it takes a just a tiny bit away from from the uh, Vita. Mm. And damn me for not uh, muting my phone. Um, it's bad on me. Um, anyway, the the Vita had a lot of positive momentum as far as remote play and stuff, and and PlayStation Now, and I guess it, you know for some people it might still be a good investment but um if you're thinking of it as like 
oh, when PlayStation Now comes out, I'm really going to have to have a, a Vita. That's not really so much the case now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's good, because that keeps... Like, their back catalog is separate from, you know, trying to get you buy, to buy the newest hardware, which is good. It's bad for them because it doesn't necessarily help push the newest hardware, but it's good because it expands, you know, well, they're their selling target the service, audience. So they're selling the service, so it's not like they're losing out. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that and, and they would probably gain more than they would lose by not forcing people to upgrade their hardware. But I think people have kind of gotten a little bit jaded on that. Of course, it it depends on a lot of things. Like we we won't know until we actually whether it actually is going it. to be the way they say it's going to be. Yeah, what they're gonna what they're gonna offer and and things like that. But it's cool. It is cool. Um, other announcement coming from CES this week, and this is just. This is a lie. The, no, this is not a lie. This is just proof that life is not fair. Um, Shaq made the announcement no. that uh, Shaq Fu 2 is no. in the works and will be no. coming, quote, no. soon. It's no. not a thing. It's not no. a thing. No. It's not a thing. <laughs> Den- no. Denial is not just a river in <laughs> hey, Egypt, gentlemen. Hey, hey. This, is, this is yin and yang. We got a, a good sequel to a Super Nintendo game in Link Between Worlds. Now we have to get the oh. bad sequel no. to a Super Nintendo game. Life has to I balance Shaq out. I was mostly known on Genesis. Right. Also, I Genesis. will burn Shaquille O'Neal to the ground. I, well, I no. mean... I, I mean... Is, no. he still, is he even still alive? Yes. He's still playing basketball? First, he ruined TNT's uh, Inside the NBA uh, studio show for their NBA shows on TNT. And, uh, oh yeah, he's awful. He's on the TV. I mean, he's like somebody let him on the TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. he is. He is so he's fucking atrocious. I, I thought yeah. he like retired to his own private island by now. Nope, nope. He is his own private he, island. Okay, okay. He, and he will sell his name to anybody. I'm gonna throw this out here, but as far as basketball players from the '90s doing crazy things, he's not Dennis Rodman. He's not taking trips to North Korea and being like. Here, I wish he would. Here's the person. thing, though. Shaq Fu personally hurt me. Rodman saying that People's Greatest Republic of North Korea isn't so bad, that really has no effect on me. Like, it's it's more like, oh, I can't believe he's saying these things, but let's, let's be honest. You know, nobody really takes Rodman seriously on that. No, yes, Shaq, Shaq exactly, Fu hurts all of us. He's not exactly an expert in uh, foreign yeah. relations. He's right. not so we just tune him in out. anything. Well, but, small orange ball. No. Hey, hey, it qualifies him to be a diplomat. It does. Are it's, you going to argue? Okay. People with fewer skills have probably been diplomats, so I'll, I'll, I will grant I'll you buy that. But no. No, Shaq Fu 2 will, will, will not happen. It's going to happen. Okay, here, okay, here's my caveat. Here's my thing. Shaq has if, money. If, if it does happen, if it does happen, I demand I, I absolutely demand it have all the same fighters in it, and that no matter what you do, Shaq always wins. Like, I don't he needs think that's... to be insanely overpowered all the time. Like, you don't think he's going to bring in someone to work on this that goes, now, now Shaq, you, you have to understand, we have to have some game balance here, we have to... No. 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 I think Shaq's going to program so... it himself. 
like, the I first one, I think he brothers. might have. <laughs> what were the other characters that were in Shaq? Oh, there was, like, some sort of crazy rock monster and some, yeah, like, two sort of women-looking thing. I think one was a cat woman. Yeah, the cat woman was, like, a voodoo priestess or some such. There was some deformed blobs that moved like shit. Was it like, was it more like clay fighters or was it more like a Mortal Kombat knockoff? It was Um, more like you pressed a button and something happened, but there were no real special moves that I could ascertain. There was no no particular correlation between the button you pushed and what happened on the screen. Yeah, or how many, or how well you thought you you were doing versus how well (laughs) you were actually doing. It was like, if you so weren't like playing as video games anyway, <laughs> yeah, except it was on purpose bad because I was playing as Charlie and I think Charlie was sh- no, you know I did this against Charlie and Dylan, but one of them was Shaq and I was somebody else and I hit them like forty times. They hit me ten as Shaq and I died. Yes, I can't remember. I was playing I think, I think as Dylan was Shaq. Yeah. I was, but the second time I played, I think I played as I played against you, Charlie, and I think yeah. I was like the cat girl or something, and I did like. I guess she's supposed to be fast. Like, I, I guess this is the idea of game balance here. <laughs> except, except there's no concept of, or yes, feel like, of speed. I did a game. bunch of attacks, and you took damage, and your life bar went down, and then immediately went back up. And I was like, "Well, and you know what? I that never, happened, and <laughs> and we never could explain it. It was just, oh, he hit me for all this damage. Whoop, damage gone." <laughs> Yep. I, wow. I believe like they had a spreadsheet for for like the the um you know the damage table and they very carefully went through and, and balanced everyone against Shaq and then everyone else they were like You know that random function you can use in Excel? I, I think they just copied and pasted that. Yep. <laughs> so a question for you guys. Um, since Shaq Fu is, you know, apparently coming out, what game are you most upset about does not exist as a sequel? Uh, you know, in in this unfair world where Shaq Fu actually does get one. Uh, Super Mario Brothers three two, uh, or Final Fantasy six two. Wait, so would Super Mario or Final Brothers Fantasy four two? Super Mario Brothers five or Super Mario Brothers six? Uh, no, it would be Super Mario Brothers three two. There should be a Super Mario Brothers four, like there really should be. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna I, I go that route, that. Why, why? I, I kind of consider World to be four. I don't no. know what I consider World two to be because mm-hmm. that's like a different. It's thing. it's very well, different. Well, that would be four two, which would make it eight, I think. The math gets Are we talking about Mario or Final Fantasy? I'm confused now. Anyway, I think those are my answers. Um, Chad, do you have an answer? I, I mean, I'd have to agree. We need Super Mario Brothers four. All right, Charlie. Whichever Final Fantasy game they were working on for the N sixty four that just never happened. I think technically that was seven that they were working on. Well, that's, yeah. that was the thing. It was seven, but like Nintendo Power was running. In, and I could be misremembering, but Nintendo Power, I remember running like screenshot, like showing printing screenshots. But the screenshots weren't, didn't look like any of the characters in seven. They looked like Terra and somebody else from three. Yeah, they, well, what they showed for the N64 was basically a tech demo with the Final uh, Fantasy uh, uh. six characters. 
Gotcha. Well, I want that sequel that never was going to exist then. I want Final Fantasy 3-2 or 6-2 or whatever. I, th- I think if uh, we're talking oh. Final Fantasy games, I would have wanted like Final Fantasy 12-2 or Final Fantasy Tactics 2 and not like this advanced shit or anything. Something that's like actually taking place uh, right after or some years after uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and it's not some crazy bullshit. To be well, fair... I think there is a... I don't remember when it was, was released. I'm just Googling this. But I think there was a Final Fantasy IV like, after story or the after years. I don't know if it ever made it to the U.S. I think it was like some sort of iPhone Japanese game or some shit. Oh. Yeah. I d- okay, I want to I wanna halfway change my answer to either that or um, Left 4 Dead 3, which may or may not happen. But it'll happen. It'll just be in like four, four more years. Cause well, for a long time I was hearing, okay, it's just never going to happen. And then like more recently, it sounds like somebody must be warming to the idea. But I don't know if it's a definite or not. Well, I, it'll happen just like Half Life Three is going to happen. Yeah. It's just a question of when. It, I, it'll know, be a while. I I almost I don't know. Like it could. I think. I think Valve is smart not to just churn out more, like, of the same thing. Just slightly, you know, like, oh, we added melee weapons or something. Like, yes, it, but that's sort of, like, the inherent hypocrisy of Left 4 Dead 2 that came out, you know, like, nine months later. That or is. Long I, yes. I know, but at least they're not, like, eh, it's going to come out every, you know, we're going to get uh, Left 4 Dead Ghosts and Left 4 Dead Black Ops. And... No, here's the thing. Left 4 Dead can technically, I think, only go to five because you can only ha- you only have five fingers on a hand. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I think, I think I think that I think the the I think it has a built-in limiter on it. I I think and this may not be a Valve thing, but I I I think there's lots of other team play games that fill other niches. So it's probably good that they aren't churning those out. I, I kind of have the same impression of that that I do of like Firefly. Like, yeah, it's a tragedy that there was only one season, but it's a good thing that there weren't six seasons. Do you want to live in a world where we said it's eh, good? Just, just you can stop watching after season three. I don't know. I mean, it's still kind of be okay. I, I, I take exception to that because you are Alan Tudyk. All, all good things must end. That's a factual statement. Chad really is. He's Alan Tudyk's evil twin. And, and he's, or he's Alan Tudyk from the darkest timeline to come to replace Alan Tudyk in the prime timeline. But I guarantee you this is not it, Chad. You're not in the prime timeline. Go find another one. This is not the darkest timeline. We all have our arms. And no one has put a strip of color in their hair. I'm not... I'm not saying it's the darkest. I'm saying it's also not the the brightest. I'm not saying it. I'm saying it's also not the prime timeline. We're one of the <laughs> other bullshit timelines. I'm not. Why am I always the evil one? Um, choice, I suppose. <laughs> That's as good an answer as any. Why? Why do people think that I'm? Because every time you play a game with traitors or Nazis, you call them the good guys. True. Hey, people upholding society are the good guys. Yeah, yeah, we get it. You're a contrarian, hell, Britannia. Although, to be fair, Jennifer was the one that made the Nazis reconquer uh, or conquer Europe. Yeah. And, and once we killed Hitler, 
she brought him right back. Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, bringing Hitler <laughs> yeah, back from the dead here in a little bit. That sounds like, yeah. Um, my answer, just really quickly, uh, obvious one, uh, Mega Man X9, uh, I, I just always thought they should have done, like, a digital, you know, just, like, HD 2D scroller version of it. Why not? I still think they should. Or uh, Mega Man Command Mission 2, because... As dumb as the story of that game was, it was kind of a fun RPG having Mega Man X characters. But um, other news from this week, um, nope. just want to cover this really quickly. Um, 2K Games decided that they're no longer going to be making uh, their MLB 2K series, which hmm. means that the only baseball game that comes out with any regularity is Sony's uh, MLB The Show which is, you know, an exclusive thing. Um, it seems a little weird because they had an exclusive license. EA wasn't doing anything uh, to, to challenge that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they have any immediate plans to get back into baseball games, so it kind of makes me wonder, um, what can they do to sort of space up the, the baseball genre? Because it seems like, I don't know. It's, uh, maybe, I've got this. Okay. Remember the remember uh, base wars. Remember the basketball video game where you could be like uh, George P. Funk Clinton. Uh, NBA Jam. Jam? It, uh, you need a you need a baseball version of that. They made there one. There you go. That was the last basketball game I played, and also the best basketball game I played. So it's do also that to baseball. The only one you need to play. They I, made I, one. Uh, I forget what it was called, like MLB Slugfest or something like that. It was. It was basically you know like an NFL Blitz, NBA Jam type of uh, baseball game, but never really caught on either. Obviously, I think it this... wasn't George P. Funk Clinton enough. So well, clearly not. Actually, I think this says a lot about the popularity of baseball versus the baseball genre. That would be my guess. Well, I don't even think baseball... Uh, that they're both declining? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the video game, but I, my answer would be, uh, you know, if you, if you tell me to, uh, to play... If you ask me to play a baseball video game, I'm going to be like, eh, okay. If you tell me, like, let's go outside and actually play baseball, I'm going to be like, holy crap, I haven't done that in years. So that's... That's what I would maybe, do. To maybe they need the to. Genre. Maybe they need to take a break on doing. Dang uh, kids need to. to here's here's what they do. A, no, a they just start and a ball. Yeah, they just start branding baseballs and baseball bats as 2K, and say that's the new game. It's one of those. It's one of these alternative reality games where you actually okay okay. What we want you to do is we want you to, we want you to go outside, right? Okay, it's crazy. I know. But put and, on, you know, turn on, download the app. Put on these uh, Google glasses. <laughs> Those are gonna get broken. Yeah. Yep. And what they gotta do then? Buy more Google glasses. It's a perfect plan. That's I, that's what you I do realize. For... That's the old man answer, but it's also at, at this point in my life the accurate answer. Um, that everything you like will be broken. No, no, that. You know, going outside is the better alternative to playing. Uh, it was not the better game. alternative on like Tuesday of this pack, past week, where it was okay, seven fucking degrees. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's the old man answer. Unless you rebrand it as an alternative reality game, then it becomes cool and or hipster. <sighs> nah, that's just so, so much. Fun. Like that's so much extra anymore. crap. You're, You're already a hipster. It doesn't take that much. Agreed. I'm, 
I'm so hipster. I'm just like technology. What the hell? Not everything has to involve technology. You, you are so you are such a hipster that I've barely heard of you. I was gonna say that I'm 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 one of the types of hipster. I just I, I need to find one of these uh, the classifications of hipster. I'm 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 not like the guy who's. Nope. You're a hipster duke. We've already figured it out. That's why I call you your ironer. So. Here's the thing. Here's what I think needs to happen. Uh, this will never happen in a million years because Major League Baseball just won't let it. But uh, they need to do something where you can sort of have the option. You don't have to, but have the option of putting your players on steroids and yes. trying to avoid you know, detection and things like that. Um, no, that's actually really brilliant. That's actually you, you the only have part a set, you of baseball where that anyone's paid attention you, to. So. You choose your players, you choose how much steroids to give them, if at all, and what you're trying to do is you're running the risk that the more you give them, the more likely it is they'll be detected. Right. It's like cheating I mean, mages. It is like yeah. cheating mages. And it is such a simple mechanic. And, you know, if uh, Major League Baseball is not going to get behind it, they can have fake uh, cities and... Team this names like Seattle or something. <laughs> this actually seems like something someone like some little indie game developer should Somebody get on. Needs to do this because you yes. can make like you can make such a statement about the state of sports in the U.S. So, you can even have like this, a. Um, can we sue them for 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 plagiarism if they do that? Yes, because that's the American way. And you could also Just add like in. I think you could also add in some uh, s sort of some dating sim mechanics where you have to go before Congress and testify, and and you get a wow. list of answers. This is utterly genius. We need to, you know, we we need to find somebody to make this. Yep. If only we knew some game designers. Dylan. <laughs> I don't know that I could do a baseball. I'm actually game. thinking it would make a. I, I'm actually thinking it would it wouldn't make a bad board card game kind of thing true yeah you could it would probably be it would be one of those like arkham horror style where you're like here is this big sprawling set of mechanics because I'm, we want to simulate uh, everything but. no i want i want Yu-Gi-Oh style where i can play no, more like steroids catch down in defense in, mode kind of like, like catcher in attack thing. mode that would be perfect uh, um i i play my horse steroids face down well, I uh, won't allow for, um, you know, Shia LaBeouf to rip this idea off. If uh, Team Ninja wants to do it with dead or alive characters, I'm on board. I, I always said that they should do a uh, tech mobile game with uh, dead or alive characters. I... You want them to do every game with dead or alive I characters. Play that. Well, most of Tecmo game most of Tecmo Koei's games uh, do that now, so why not? Although they are working with uh, Nintendo on a Zelda Dynasty Warriors game, which me, I don't I don't want to get anybody's hopes up because Dynasty Warriors games are uh, uniformly button mashy and, you know, they're fun for yeah. about the first hour if that. Let me, let me let me throw out a title here. Left for Dead or Alive. Love it. Love everything about it. Sign me up. But that doesn't. This is something Shut completely up and take separate. My money. No, Left for Dead or Alive. I'm sorry. Yep. The, the the title makes it a game that should happen. Sorry. We can go back to the regular topic now. I'd yeah. have to agree. Yeah, that that closes uh, this topic. Let's move on. <laughs> Done. Charlie won that one. <laughs> I won the topic. Woo! Maybe I'll win the podcast this week. We'll see. Um, 
this is some old news, but it's so interesting. I thought we'd talk about it briefly. Um, Marvel announced plans for a Sinister Six movie. Which oh. is just weird. I mean, you know, villain-based movie. I'm, I'm a little curious as to how that's going to work, because... Yeah. You know, traditionally, that's Spider-Man's group of arch nemeses. I'd assume it's going to be something along the lines of, like, Necessary Evil, where it's the villains... Something happens to the heroes, and it's up to the villains to save the world from an even bigger threat. Or uh, the villains somehow get caught up in something where they inadvertently do some good. Who knows? Oh, that's so weird. I don't... I don't... I mean, like, it... It sounds like good in theory, but I, I I don't know. That's that's gonna be a tough sell for me. Even though I generally I generally uh, back the villains in most things. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's different if you got like a sort of a villain. I, like you can, it's not that you can't make a villain interesting. Um, I mean, essentially, for all intents and purposes, Doctor Horrible, for instance, is is a villain. No, he's not. But shut up, Chad. Um, I and that and that was interesting. That, uh, but I don't know. Miss and he just needs to rule it. But it's different with that. I'm with with Charlie. Shut up, Chad. I think what makes it different, though, is that with Sinister Six, you're talking a a group of villains. It's an ensemble cast of villains. I don't. I don't know what you what you do with that. Yeah, I don't know what kind of story you tell around that not, group of six. Not to mention pre-existing villains. Right. I mean, it's yeah. easier to sell a, a villain hero if there's somebody that starts out that way. I'm assuming yeah. it's not going to be like the Iron Man three or Green Lantern st- style uh, bad guy where it's like silly handicapped person, super sciences for the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, well, super I mean, science is apparently for everyone in the Spider-Man uh, universe. So okay, see that's good because that's, you know you have Doctor Octopus and uh, <sighs> Doctor Croctopus or whatever the fuck the crocodile's <laughs> name is. Maybe it's just Croc. The lizard. The lizard. That's it. That's it. Um, So you have all these super scientists running amok and Peter Parker and Parker Brothers and whatever the fuck else. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know. That's that's an interesting twist. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Anyway, moving off of of gaming news. um, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit uh, about some of the... uh, the games that we played uh, over the weekend. Chad's birthday was this past week, and frankly, we're terrible friends. And Chad, if you just got on Facebook like normal people, I'd remember when your fucking birthday was. I wouldn't actually remember it, but Facebook would tell me. Well, um, I, I wasn't actually expecting, you know, a birthday. Any anything like my wife to, you know, I don't know, let you guys know well, and try to organize something because, well, that's wow. that, that's insane. That never happens. That's uh, the problem I always have, where I'm like. I don't know if I'm the one who needs to spearhead this. Like, I, I've done that. I've had to do that for you a couple of times, Dylan. In all honesty, like, well, you know, it's yeah, like because I mean, it's it's either gonna be me or it's gonna be Devin, and Devin's probably drunk. So, <laughs> no, she'll probably she'll occasionally do like this. This okay. year was bad because she had like the class from hell, right? That consumed basically all of her mental alcohol. 
And, uh, so, <laughs> it consumed all of her alcohol. That's and, why it was so hellish. So she actually and did not drink because she was so determined to do well in this class. And the teacher was such a, and I think I can say this legitimately, such a jerk. <laughs> hmm. um, anyway, but what we ended up doing uh, was we just got together yesterday, um, the four of us and Jen and Daryl. And we played some games. Um, some of them, uh, I think we played for the first time. So uh, let's talk a little bit about them this week. Um, have we really talked about the Dominion Alchemy expansion at all before today? I don't no, think we've only played it so. like twice. Yeah, I know we've talked a little bit so. about Dominion in general. Um, it's interesting. The first time we played it, we fucked up with the number of curse cards that needed to be around, so we played <laughs> a very funny. tough I, game of Dominion. I talked Chad out of putting uh, Familiar back in this set. I was like, no, it's, I, it's well, too soon. Like the it's too soon. Well, Daryl was, Darryl was playing for the first time, and Jen had only played like one other time, so... That, and that's that's tough with any expansion, but it's tough with an expansion that essentially adds in a new type of currency. Yeah. Um, I mean, the potions aren't too big of a deal. Um, no. They just, they add in a lot of interesting mechanics of like, well, if you've got a potion in play, then this card will do something at the end of the turn. Um, I don't feel like there's a lot that I can say about it, because at least in the couple of games we played, I don't feel like, and, you know, the new currency or, you know, anything else really changes the game. I mean, it adds some variety, but it doesn't really... Yeah. Make me go, oh, I think of this game in an entirely different way now. You kind of have the choice. It's not like currency and like the, the additional types of currency in like Ascension or the Penny Arcade deck building game where there's actually literally like two strategies and it depends on, you know, what you stock yeah. your deck with. In this case, like you can win without buying potion related cards, but it's not obvious. It's not like an all or nothing. You have to fit them in with the other cards you buy. I, and I made the mis Well, I don't think it's the mistake. It's either the mistake of trying at first to go without buying a potion and the potion related cards. Um, I don't know if, if that was the mistake or if halfway through deciding, okay, I may as well buy a potion was the mistake. Yeah. The idea is, like, you're going to get four coins on one of your first two hands, so buy a potion when that happens. Do it. You know, and that, that way you can buy stuff early, and then... You don't really worry game, about it. Yeah, if late game you want to back away, you can do yeah. it. The only, the only problem was, I really like getting a good cycling engine, and most of the cycling cards, as I recall, were potion-driven cards. Yeah, and I I don't think it's straight up cycling the way like the base set is. I think yeah. there's there's other mechanics that they want you to use. Like the alchemist, if you are heavy on potions, heavy on alchemist, you can just keep cycling through your deck cuz that alchemist is going on top of your your deck yeah. every time. Golem was a really good cycling card. As was Apothecary, I think. Apothecary Which, was good, yes. and there is another one. Which was the one that lets you turn over four cards and then that take was all Apothecary. Cards? Yeah, Apothecary and Golem were like really excellent for just burning through a crap load of cards to get treasure and events played. 
I do like the idea of cards like Apothecary, and there's a couple of other ones. I think there's like a Copper Works or something in, in Intrigue that does this, but the idea that it's it's a very backward way of thinking if you're playing Standard Dominion of, yeah, I want to play a Copper-heavy deck. I don't want to buy Silvers and Golds because I have cards that can give me benefits for using Coppers. Mm. Yeah, you can build a really good gold building deck. I only really got it to work on one turn for me, but I'm sure somebody who's a little bit better at Dominion can probably come up with something pretty nasty. That's what I wanted the um, transmutation thing, or transmute to turn into, but I just, I, I, I didn't focus on it, and I got in so late in the game. You you seem pretty focused on it. I, I wanted it to work, and it just didn't. You, I, you kept talking about transmuting a transmute. To transmute like, your transmute. Man, if I could you can have a transmute that, while you transmute. If I could do that, I could be pulling... Bring your dead cheese. mother back? I could be feeding... But then you'd lose your states. arm and leg and... Oh. Wait, what? I could be feeding in estates to gain more gold. I just And then Devin would be a living suit of armor. And how can you drink like that? <laughs> that would really be a bad thing for her. Yes. Oh. But she would hide kitties inside of her. She probably oh already does God. that. Possibly. <laughs> there, I mean, I, I mean, there, there are just people. One day in the world she's just gonna. <laughs> and cats. Jeez. There are people in this world, like Devin and myself, who alcohol is the only thing they have to live for. Oh no, Devin has kitties. She does. She loves all the cats. She loves every kind of cat. She just wants to hold all of them, but she can't. Can't hug every cat. <laughs> That's <laughs> she just wants all the cats in with bow ties and hats in a basket in her bed on a rainbow. It's fine. Yep. I think we have officially gotten more disturbing than we've gotten before. Oh, I not even close. No. Um, oh. So what were some of the other games we played? We played uh, Sneaky Mages, which that was fun. Cheaty Mages. Oh, oh Cheaty yeah. Mages, that was it. Yeah, I want to play that a few more times just to get a better feel for it. But it's it's yeah. it's by um, <clears throat> for those that don't know, it's by the same guy that create the uh, Japanese creator, uh, game creator that made Love Letter, which is basically why I bought. Like I found it, you know, it's thirty percent off at, at Sci Fi City because they were running this thirty percent off everything in the store sale, and it was, and it said, oh, it's from the guy that created Love Letter. I was like, um, I guess I'm sold then. Um, but the the basic concept being that. It's like this arena combat with these mythical creatures and all the players are mages who are in the stands watching them and they've all bet on some of these creatures to win one or, or three one to three of these creatures to win and now they're trying to use their spells to make sure their guy wins. Um Hence and the Major League Baseball yes. comparison. And and you can give them steroids or horse tranquilizers but yeah but i liked i liked how it plays because it's um you, you i mean you basically you play your spells on the fighters and some of them are face down some are face up they use most of the spells either um give pluses or minuses to the strength of the combatants and then you've and then to sort of regulate that to some extent, you've got a judge every round, and if the amount, basically, if the not the number of spells, basically the mana cost of the spells, um, if, if it's high enough, doping you have to yes, go to court. Exactly. 
and then the judge will do something to either the fighter or the spells. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, John won pretty handily. Um, I think that's just because I understood the basic concept, which there's a lot of psychology in this game. Um, you got to watch what the other people are playing. Yeah, yeah. You, you can play a lot of face down cards that you know may not mean anything. Like you might just be throwing minuses on something just for shits and giggles because they think, oh, you know, I'm playing all these cards. You know, I'm playing everything on you know. And this you're gonna card. push it over the limit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. You know, somebody else, you know, starts throwing stuff on that card because they think I've got a lot of buffs on it. And it's like, oh, well, here's, you know, a goblin that, you know, hasn't yeah. been touched and, you know, only has one attack power. And then, you know, the last turn I'm throwing, you know, 15 points of power on it. So. Yay, orcs. It actually, yeah. it actually ends up playing kind of like a secret faction game where you don't know, like, who your essentially teammates are. Um, yeah, I and there's. that. And there's a lot, like, I, I think I lost a lot just because I didn't think about how I placed my bets. I would always have, like, the safe bet and then, like, the risky bet, and I would be too willing to throw out the safe bet for, you know, to chase the risky bet and end up with nothing. I I was doing a poor job of trying. Like, I never really considered who other people might vote for until the third round, because when the Dark Elf yeah. came yeah, up... Everybody's like, like, oh, John's going to do the Dark Elf. Yeah, like, yeah I know, okay, I know I know what my ally is here. Yeah. yeah. Ally is here. Like, I, this, is, this is the only person I'm going to... Of course, at that point, there's no way I could win. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, you know what? I'm... Maybe I can maybe I can get second out of this. I don't know. I am just going to bet on the Dark Elf. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it never hurts to bet on Drell. True. Always bet on black. That's right. I was gonna say I can't think of any other games that really do that mechanic. Very there's there's one I bought uh, the uh, Hunger Games Training Days, which is basically a bidding game, like a secret bidding game. But that's I can't think of any other games that really use that too strongly. Mm. I yeah. Hmm. But it was, I I enjoyed it. I'm glad I'm glad I bought it. It's not a really expensive game, actually. I think it's like maybe fifteen dollars normally, something like that. So it's it's not it. It's, I think it's definitely worth picking up. And the cool what I also liked about it was it it's go it you it supports three to six players, and six is usually you know the outside edge of of the group we usually have that want to play a game. So. Yeah. It it pretty much will always work. If you're yeah, like if you're over six people, you're going to a different class of game. Exactly. <laughs> different type of game. Um, did we play anything else? Tonto Quarry. Yeah, yeah we we did play the one, uh, expanding that the one house. Needs to be uh, building the house. Should, should that one be mentioned? Uh, just briefly, because I don't think we had played uh, the building the house expansion before then. Which really that just adds building, surprise, surprise, um, and some new maids. Uh, nothing really revolutionary, although the, uh, I think it was the estate card would let you put maid chiefs underneath it, so it had a way of basically taking maid chiefs that you can't ordinarily chamber, like the high point ones, out of your deck, which mm. that's, that's useful, uh, over the, uh, the standard version. But I that was this isn't but this was the first time that I had played that game and it was pretty good. Um, I need to, but I still by the end of it I still really didn't 
kind of like Dominion, by the end of the first game, I really still didn't know what I was doing. So I I need to play that one a few more times. That that game, I mean, it, it is fun, and there's no doubt we can play it again, but the more you play that game, the the skeevier it feels. Nah. Yeah. Nah. It's, it's kind of... Nah. It reminds me of... Um, and this is a bad comparison. It doesn't remind me exactly of this in theme, but there's a game called Let's Kill that is obviously supposed to be satirical, really dark, weird humor, but like the time it takes to become disturbed with the theme is slightly shorter than the time it takes to play an average game. <laughs> so by the end of it, you're like, oh, man. And that's that's kind of how I felt playing a second game of Tonto. It was like, ooh, ooh, this is... Plus, it didn't help that, you know, we were introducing more people to it and they were making the comments that one makes when they're introduced to the concept of Tonto QRA. I'm not too, uh, too upset about it. Uh, Daryl did... Uh, point out that one of the maids uh, was a cleaning maid who was really bad at cleaning because she had like bandages all over her fingers and was spilling the cleaning water. And... Because to, cleaning. To be fair, the the cooking maid has a has a pot of burned goo. Yeah, it's purple. So none of them are smoking. very good at their job. I I and absolutely really love only, it. This there's this really does... only two reasons that they get hired. This does completely explain though why you need so, why this house needs so many maids. <laughs> they are almost you need maids to clean up after your maids. They they are to a maid pretty much incapable of finishing even the simplest task. Except being ninja maid. Maybe, yeah, the, maybe the master of this house is really like a, a pervert. A, a really no 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 a really great guy who takes all these retarded ladies <laughs> and gives them jobs. You know, we assume that something like sick is going on. Maybe it's not. Maybe I did like, he's just trying to find work for unhirable people. I did like the suggestion. Maybe that he can give me a job then. That, that someone <laughs> needs to turn around and make a game about the people who play Tonto Cure. <laughs> oh oh yeah, called? like Moichins uh, neckbeards. So, yeah, like neckbeards with plus one fedoras of card draw or something. I don't know. Yeah, like in, in an alternate world where the uh, Tonto Corey girls exist, they sit around in their downtime playing play game card game games about neckbeards. Oh, that's so wrong. I mean, and several of us have beards, which occasionally reach down to the neck, so... I don't, con I don't consider myself a remorseless pervert. Well, I do consider myself a remorseless pervert, but not so much a neckbeard. I mean, I moved out of my parents' house when I uh, was 18, and Never looked back, and you know, you're your own man. Yeah, I'm my so. own man. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> um, maybe that's something else. I don't know. No. Oh Lord. Uh, oh. Oh. As, as the eldest here, I'm offended by that. You should be. You're offended by a great many things. Um, we also played Chrononauts. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an interesting game. Yeah, it's from I the may, same people who make Flux. Yeah. And you can... The, the whole concept of the game is that you are a time traveler and you're either trying to A, collect certain artifacts throughout time, or B, get back to your own timeline by uh, causing certain events to occur. Um, some of them means uh, killing Hitler or unkilling Hitler... Or unkilling John Lennon, or Abraham Lincoln, and shit like that. I, an, I don't know. I'm still, 
I'm still not convinced that I really like it. It's it's an interesting game. I, I need to play it a few more times. I did like the second game of it where I just, because of the cards I had, not necessarily because of what I was trying to do, I was just like, you know what, let's just fuck up the time stream. And I just started undoing everything with hopefully being able to kill Hitler. And then once we finally killed Hitler, um, Jennifer decided that it was time to bring Hitler back. And oh, by the way, the Nazis won. She's bringing Hitler yeah. back. <laughs> well... The thing is, this oh. is it's it's by the same people who made Flux, and it really does, once you start playing it and kind of get past the theme, it really is Flux with more structure. And the downside is it has some of the problems that Flux has in the it, sense that... It can either go really quickly or it or, can last forever. Yeah, but it kind of has some of the issues that Flux has in the sense that every there are a lot of cards that know what other cards are. So it's a very fixed system, like... You know, it isn't like you're playing with this generic mechanic and, you know. Well, I, the time stream has a very specific way you can affect it. And if you don't, then you're screwed. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like Charlie. I'm not sure whether I like it or not. And I, I, it definitely does feel a lot like Flux, which is probably generally not a good thing. Well, oh, I... See, I love Flux. I really love Flux. As time has gone on, I've become less enamored of it. See, the reason, Just, but here, but the thing I love about it is that it can be so different from game to game. It can in in one round or go on forever. It's an easy game to transport around. That's kind and of the yeah. problem is that change of that that. Either See, but I it, like that. Either it's over immediately, or it goes on forever. Well, no, it's not. I, mean, I don't think it's an either or. I think there. I think it's no. It's, it's pretty much either or. It has actually. It has I've the only... potential to create games where you know you you end the game going, "Wow, that was awesome! I never want to do that again." <laughs> True. And well, the yeah. other now, but the other great thing about it is it is one of the best games I've come across. For, like, if you're at a convention, you know, and just in line or something, and you can sit down and play, and it's a really great game if you need to teach someone a game. Like, if you want to break out this game, yes. and you have people that have never played it, oh, don't worry, the game tells you how to play it. Yeah, you... and it's so random, you can't really think too far ahead, so it's not like the people who've played it before are at this huge advantage. Yeah. Um, it's exactly. kind of like it, it's a good party game, and in that sense, it's almost a better party game than like Munchkin or something. If yes. you have a lot of people who don't, the the big problem with Flux, and, and like I said, I think it's the big problem with that is there are so many cards that know what each other are. Yeah. That you have a really hard time, like it doesn't lend itself to expansions the way something like Munchkin does. Uh, even Munchkin has that problem because it has different card types. But they kind of smooth a lot of that out in the yeah. role as well. Essentially, know? flux with expansions is we didn't play test this at all. It's worse than that because it takes it takes so much longer to play through a full game of it. Although some of the some of the expansions are really interesting. Like Cthulhu Flux is just brutally hard. It's a different experience, but you know it's the same system. I nearly got that one, but I didn't. I would like to try it. Is Chad, Chad okay? He just screamed something earlier. I just knocked something off. Oh. Well. Hang on. Where the... 
hell did it go? Check between your legs. No. When I lose something, it often ends up there. Oh, hell. Ugh. And he broke. <laughs> I just knocked a storm, a couple of storm guard off my table here. Oopsie. And one of them conveniently lost his halberd in my floor. Well, that guy was always an asshole and couldn't follow orders, so I think it's time to demote him. Good riddance. That's what I say. He's just he a grunt. He's help. already been demoted. Demote him again. He was going to put somebody's eye out with that halberd anyway. It's been broken in two places, even. Ooh. How the that's hell that does that asshole. happen? It's it's that's that's Herbert for you. Hmm. So, and I think the other game we played was say anything, which, if I remember, we talked about last week. So. Oh, we did play Avalon Resistance. Oh yeah, Avalon Resistance. Which, uh, I don't know if we talked about it before. If we have, then it at least bears mentioning that it's important to know which team you're on. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Jen. I'm always afraid, especially since I love that Avalon adds all these new character classes. Which, yeah, I mean, if you've played complicated games of Werewolf, then a lot of them are the same. I really want to play a game where we add in like three or four of the, the different character types. That would be interesting. Well, it, it What I do like about that game is that it fixes my biggest gripe with the original Resistance game, which is it is only marginally better than Are You a Werewolf with or, the whole issue of you are probably never going to be able to figure out who the traitors are. You just, you just aren't. Unless you get lucky. Because every game of regular resistance I've played has been, yes, of course the traitors won. Because the good guys never had a freaking shot of guessing. Because nobody ever tanks the, the two-person mission. And past that, you're, you're likely, unless someone just does something stupid, you are likely never going to figure out I, who it is. I think the problem is you're always assuming that I'm the traitor. That's yeah. part of it. Well. That that is the biggest problem because even in Werewolf, I've played games where it's like, yeah, the same person is going to get killed first round every time. Because Devin is playing, and Devin thinks I'm evil in real life. No, like some. Yes, they're the victim of the victim of the werewolf. Actually, that's one thing I like is that everyone is in the resistance the whole way. Um, but yeah. some of the some of the alternate cards though do say in the instruction manual like. Add in Percival if you want to make it harder on the the traders. You know, add in Morgana if you want to make it harder on the servants of Arthur. That sort of thing. I, I so yeah, I like those extra roles just to you know whatever you need to do to 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 balance the game out or throw the game out of balance depending on how you want to because well, again, resistance was a is a horribly difficult game to play if you're not a traitor, I always thought. Really? Well, I thought it was the other way around. Like, I, I, I can throw I out... I think it's made harder by people not knowing which side they're on. Yeah. Yes. And because the, the roles add all these extra steps to figure out who's what and, and all that. Um, of, of course, the original Resistance, I never played with the I think they were called plot cards. There were cards that would like add in like a wrinkle every mission that. Oh really? Something could happen or. Wait, those came with the game, or that's something you had to buy extra. They came with the game, but I, it was one of those oh. things that was never really clear how oh. to use, and I have I had to sit there and read it for a while to figure out exactly what they were trying to do with those. Um, Two chicks at the same time. 
<laughs> Everybody's dream. Everybody's. True. Even the women. Yep. Especially, Especially the, women. the women. Damn it. <laughs> I'm in your head, bitch. <laughs> yep. Um, were there any other games that we can play? I can't think of any. I don't think that covers think everything. So. To play. I, I will say, though, if you guys aren't sure about Chrononauts, I, I really want to get you guys to play, uh, and it's it's a four-player game, so this this makes it tough, uh, Legacy Gears of Time, because it, it has that whole... It like, has a pretentious-ass name. Legacy <laughs> Gears of Time. It is, oh, yeah. but it does really interesting things with the... It, it's a slightly different mechanic, but it's still like the same. You know, you do something like basically you're building technologies and there's a tree. And if you don't put influence on the like prerequisite technologies in earlier ages, then the newer ones fall off. And I don't know you kind of have the same thing where you're trying to get a certain thing on the board. Right. Hmm. It, it does something different, but it's interesting. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. b- before we get to our manager specials, um, just wanted to, to kind of come back from my thing of the week to uh, the discussion about PlayStation Now because uh, right before CES started and Sony had their, their big press conference where they made all these announcements, um, IGN posted an article where apparently the patent office had published um, a patent from Sony that they had filed in 2012. And what this patent allows them to do is it allows them to... Um, go in and add content to emulate the games without having to go in and reverse engineer the code, however the fuck it works. Um, but basically what it is looking like, the, the practical application that if anything comes of it, uh, would be for them to, uh, through their PlayStation Now service, add new content to these older games. Um, and wow. Nintendo did something similar um, when they released NES Remix uh, in December, and that had some weird, um, you know, little changes to classic games. And it was basically a series of mini games. And maybe this will be something similar, or maybe it's something as benign as just uh, adding in support for trophies and you know other peripheral mm-hmm. bullshit like that. But my question to you guys is, do you think, um, whereas in this past generation we saw games coming back in terms of digital re-releases, HD remakes, that sort of thing, um, is adding content digitally, is that what's next? And if so, do you think it's a viable model for, for classic gaming? I think if there's money in it, people are going to do it. And if there's money in rehashing old products, well, there is. Well, that's yeah. that's like saying if I have two wheels and uh, you know a seat and uh, and a handle on a bicycle. Well, yeah, sure, but uh, it's it's kind of untested. Yeah, uh, and I kind of I kind of feel like outside of Nintendo, there aren't a lot of people doing um, re-releases of old games as like big you know, first tier sort of titles that would get like a lot of DLC. I, I definitely see it as like the, the trophies achievements thing would, would be a good use, but I just can't yeah. imagine like, like the, uh, any the, uh, Xbox or PS3 port of, uh, the 1989 turtles arcade game 
you know, those type of games seem to be released on like PSN or XBLA, but not as like this, you know, headlining title. Well, I think it'd be, I think it could be interesting for, uh, I'm just going to spitball here. Like if in Final Fantasy VII, you know, you want to emulate that, but they decide they're going to add in another story where uh, you can go in and save Eris or something dumb like that. That would be interesting. People would, you know, go all over them, uh, you know, follow all over themselves to play something like that. So. People would, I guess. Or, or new characters or something. Yeah, because you know. the thing is, every every gamer pretty well has, like, their list of game, their, like nostalgia-laden games of which they'd love to be able to go back and play. And, man, you know, I always wanted to do this. Or, I wish I could have done this. Like I, mean, I you said, can, you there's can, always money in rehashing the same there shit. There really is. There really is. Especially if you are doing stuff like exactly what you're saying. Add a different storyline. Add new characters. I, I mean, I, I, I think there would be a market for that. Well, I... I do think there would be, but right now it seems like where the industry is is you either get the full-on HD uh, remake or you get the, uh, we figured out a way to emulate this on other hardware. But what we're talking so, about in this instance, though, is a streaming service, you know, something yeah, that you're paying yeah. monthly. So it's it's a little bit different. You, you know, there's not um, as much impetus for doing, you know, like a full-on HD remake, but... Um, this is kind of a nice middle ground because it allows developers to go in and somewhat easily uh, make changes to older games. So it, oh, yeah. it'd be interesting yeah. to see what some of, you know, like Capcom or Konami who have, you know, these tremendous back catalogs from that era going in and, and doing some things with that. And yeah. if what you're selling is the service, you know, if, it's, if you're talking a monthly fee, how do you get people to sign up for that? If you can give them an opportunity... To and do he's these, doing new stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Then, I mean, once you get them signed up, you don't necessarily... Uh, yeah, some people are going to leave after a little while if you don't keep doing in, new interesting content to old games, maybe. But a lot of people, once you get them signed up to a monthly service, if it's, you know, coming out of their account every month or whenever... They're not thinking oh, about it. Exactly. If it's not a big enough amount to really, like, hurt them, hurt their bank account, you know, they're not, like, accidentally overdrawing one month. Most people... Yeah, probably are just not going to notice. Well, so I think it's, if you it's can do that to get them signed up, a lot of them are just going to forget to 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 get rid of it if it ceases to be something they enjoy. It it could be the equivalent of like a House of Cards or Arrested Development season four four, yeah, whatever. I think for for Netflix where it's like. Yeah, we're going to put this out on DVD later, but if you want to see it, you've got to subscribe. Um, mm -hmm. I, my, my point is, it's not that I don't think there's a viable model for it. It's just that there's not, like, this. people are not just going to start turning these out. Like, they're going to experiment a couple of times, and if it works, then you'll see it become kind of a standard thing. Again, like, exclusive series on Netflix. But until that happens, it's going to be, like... I don't know about this. Here's here's something. <laughs> we'll try it, and you know if it doesn't work out, like you know, I'd really like to see um, something done with like Symphony of the Night because I think that's such an interesting game anyway, and it's so hmm. open. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they 
it'd be neat to maybe go in and add some other characters or add another part of the castle or something like that. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and we'll close this out with our manager specials. Um, what have you guys got for me this week? Dylan! Um, you probably want me to go last because there's a book I read like a couple months ago that... Uh... We'll, we'll well, go, I'll, go, I'll talk about it. We'll go ahead because I don't think Charlie and Chad have anything yet, so that'll give them time to research something. All right, I'm I'm gonna butcher the uh, pronunciations on some uh, Japanese names here. Okay, um, but this was a, a book called uh, "The Samurai" by Shisako Indo. I don't know if that's sure. Um, I'd seen something like I'd seen the author's name mentioned somewhere. Um. And so I picked it up, like I found it at, at uh, McKay's. Um, it's kind of a hard, and this wasn't the first book of his that I'd, I'd read. This was one, I think he passed away in the late 90s, and this was written in the 90s. Um, but it's set in 17th century Japan. Um, and it's about the samurai who has kind of been forced off his family's lands as... Um, all of these political changes are happening in Japan. Um, and he's basically been given this assignment to go, um, um, to be an envoy to, um, New Spain and, uh, the rest of possibly the rest of Europe. It's kind of undefined early on. Um, but the idea is that, um, some of the lords above him have uh, been working with uh, translators and they've built like a European style sailing ship uh, with help from this uh, priest named Father Velasco, who's a really good, like ideologically motivated bad guy in the sense that um, you get his side of the story from uh, kind of journal entries every so often. And, He's like, he always thinks he's doing the right thing. And yet um, when he realizes he's being motivated by the wrong things, he just doubles down. <laughs> um, it's always like a, a two steps forward, one to three steps back. Um, but it's, it's really interesting because it's set in that period of political unrest in Japan where they're kind of trying to push Europeans out. And so it does a really good job of writing both sides, you know, like the Japanese looking at the Europeans going like, those guys are weird. The Europeans looking at the Japanese guy going, those, those guys, guys are, are weird. weird. And both of them looking at like the native Americans when they get to new Spain going, those guys are really weird. Um, it is kind of a tough read cause it, it, it takes a while to figure out where they're going um, with it. And it really is like the main character it's really a story about him growing through basically everyone he trusts manipulating him and kind of, you know, taking his world apart piece by piece. So it is not a happy story, but uh, it's really interesting, especially if you're into kind of, you know, Japanese historical uh, novels set in um, Japanese historical periods. And apparently, like, the main character... Uh, Rukumon Hasakura, I think, was a 
real person that you know every that did something sort of like this, but everything else is obviously fictionalized. Hmm. All right, so while that was going on, uh, Chad or Charlie? Um. Well, Dylan actually got me this book for my birthday. Um, it's so called I- Samurai. <laughs> no, it, it's called of Dice and Men. It's a kind of a history of D and D, including a lot from the. Uh, so at least it starts out with the uh, author's own experiences as far as as far as that goes. Include it, it's it's interesting so far in that it does kind of. Uh, so far, it's a little hard to judge because I'm not done with the book. He does go a little too far into the. Uh, you know, if you've never heard of this, you think, you know, it's the domain of nerds, but no, it's not really. Well, I, by now, aren't we kind of past that? I, I don't know. It kind of sounds a lot like um, Fantasy Freaks and Gaming Geeks, um, except like actually trying to be a history instead of, you know, kind it, of documentary. It is in some ways. And... But I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna reserve judgment on it until I finish the book. But so far, it's good. Well, good. Charlie, um, my recommendation is going to be going outside. No, get, fuck you. No, fuck yeah, you uh, and your recommendation. Give, give a couple, give but a couple outside months. has the big blue box. No, yep, yep. Yes, and it's awesome, Chad. It, today, today it happened to be pretty amazing. It it I. It was actually really warm. Didn't need a jacket. It was completely clear and sunny. I got out um, to primer some miniatures. I I got out long enough to hike part of Raccoon Mountain, and that I know that sounds like a sexual euphemism. It it, yeah, is, it is, but but also there is a place called Raccoon Mountain. Don't they have like a a bunch on. of caves? I think I think we uh, apparently there. Tennessee. Oddly enough. Uh, Pigeon Forge and Sevierville do not have it, uh, but Raccoon Mountain has Tennessee's number one cave. Really? I, 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 I shit you not. That is what the billboard said. Tennessee's number one cave. cave? I think we cave. went... Yes! Cave power rankings for Tennessee. I think we went um, camping there when uh, we were in Scouts. Like, we were actually going to stay down in the cave, but it started raining and started... It wasn't the number <laughs> one cave, so you guys got the fuck out of there. Yes, no, and also it was filling up with water. <laughs> because it's I, not the number one cave. The number one cave would not it would have been dry as bone. Not be filling up with water. There's a billboard. It says it's Tennessee's number one Therefore, cave. Therefore, it must be true. I mean, billboards never lied to me, I think. <laughs> I'm not remembering any billboards. But, yeah, get get you some of that. Get you some of the outdoors. It was it was pretty good thing. I think what, it's going to start is- sucking tomorrow, so... I guess my my recommendation does you no good. Nope, not a bit. Especially <laughs> because people have to work tomorrow. Nah. Which, let's all call in sick or dead or both. You know, no. If I tell them I'm dead, it's foolproof. I'll never have to go back. <laughs> Actually, I suggested to somebody today that they call in sick dead. And I said, so does that mean that I call in sick? Sick and dead, so I get sick leave, but I never have to go back. It's like, yes. Uh huh. It's a plan so brilliant, it can't possibly fail. Yeah, I, I can't see any way that that would fall apart. Um, 
for my recommendation this week, um, as we talked about before, I came in with Dungeons and Dragons in third edition. So a lot of how I feel, what when I think about the art style of D and D and stuff, I think of Wayne Reynolds' artwork, which he also did a lot of work for fourth edition, doing the covers for most of the books and uh, Pathfinder, I think as well. Um, but he has a uh, Facebook art page, um, which I recommend just going through and browsing and checking out. Um, I really love his art style, and for a fantasy artist, um, while you occasionally, you know, have the off chainmail bikini or whatever, he generally does a very good job, uh, I would say above average compared to most, of putting his female characters in practical armor that also looks very neat and very interesting. Um, so I'll, I'll link to that. Post a link. Yeah, I'll link to that in the uh, show notes, but, uh, I, I've always enjoyed his art. So, uh, go get some of that as Charlie would say. <laughs> all right. So, uh, are all hearts and minds clear? Yep. I all right. So. Well, uh, peace be with you. And also with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And, uh, until next week, Please be kind. Rewind.